You like sports and you don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. You like sports and you don't care who knows. Football, football, bubble, tennis, hockey, golf. Sports are back, and that's okay, but you have to stay informed every day. Theathletic.com, that's my jam. In-depth coverage for the fan. But times are tough. Your money is tight. Save 40% with this link. I, theathletic.com, slash no dunks. Cool kids only, they don't want no punks. Watching sports is your number one thing. Reading sports, number two with a bang. Sports are back. Gotta follow your team. Annual subscription, that's the dream. Theathletic.com, slash no dunks. 40% off, it's awesome as f- to Bubble Wrap, recapping Wednesday, August 5th from down in Orlando. Shout out to everyone joining us live right now on YouTube. We see you guys and all of you listening to the podcast on the Athletic Network, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your No Dunks classics. Thank you so much. I'm J.E. Skeets and joining us here tonight, as always, is Tess Mellis. Pop, pop, people. Pop, pop, Tassie. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. That right there, that's the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Sipping on a little leffe tonight too, Skeety. Mm. Mm. Cheers to you, my friend, with my little super bock. And last but not least, making the magic happen, JD. Hello. There he is. Sorry, I had to take a sip. You don't ever want to cheer someone and not take a drink. You know what I mean, Lily? I do know that, yes. Wow. Ah, man, we got some energy tonight because we're starting a little earlier than normal here with the bubble wrap. Uh, The last game of the day is actually still going on. The Celtics are up, I guess it's 19 points on the Nets at the half. So we said, hey, are we really going to be going into detail, uh, you know, about the Celtics crushing the Nets? You know, look, am I putting my foot in my mouth here? The Nets are going to come back from 19 (laughs) down. Yep, that's absolutely going to happen now, but uh, hopefully not. Uh, And we can just get into the games from today. We got some more fun. Lee, all day I know you've been working on your all-bubble teams that you're going to announce. I know you're being sarcastic, but you know what, Skeetsy? It did actually fluctuate throughout the day. So, uh, yes, as a matter of fact, I have been working on it all day. Great, great. So <laughs> are the bit... polls closed yet or are they still open? Get your votes in. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are in consideration, so we'll see. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, a little bit later here on the podcast. Lee, will uh, he's going to go through your first and second team from your all-NBA bubble teams right now because we've played a week of basketball. And then you'll give them to us and we'll debate whether you're missing some guys or who you got wrong or right. That'll be fun. So let's just get into the games from today. Um, in no particular order, guys. Let's start with well. Let's start with the first one. The Grizzlies. They're still winless. Uh, they fall to the Jazz, one twenty-four to one fifteen. Though it was a beautiful looking game because we had the gorgeous throwbacks on both of these teams. The Grizzlies rocking the Vancouver teal and the Jazz those '90s sort of purple mountains. So it was a nice look. But what was everyone's takeaway from this? Again, the Grizz lose again. They were in it, um, but the Jazz pulled it off. Who wants to get us started? It was just a heartbreaker, really. Uh, They got four guys who scored 20-plus points. And for them to lose a game where they got some offense, uh, but they allowed a lot of points to this Utah Jazz team that... You know, isn't all that great on the offensive end. Uh, You allow a 40-point quarter, and now the schedule gets even tougher uh, with OKC, Toronto, Boston, and then Milwaukee could be a gimme because they may not be playing their uh, their starters in that game. But where are we here with this Grizzlies team? Just such a roller coaster from a real high going into this. Everybody on the bandwagon ready to celebrate this young team. To a team that just really just can't put it together uh, at all. And it wasn't surprising that, um, you know, they're going to Jonas Valanciunas a lot without Jaron Jackson Jr. in there. And it was great to see Ja have a decent game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great to see Dylan Brooks with yep. that fire throw release there that he just throws out there, have a little bit <laughs> of a better game. But they're all being asked to do a little too much. Uh, There's yeah, a ball handler away. It would be amazing to have Justice Winslow out there. And uh, it's, it's, it's amazing what the regular season looks like from October to March when it's a team that's 
you know, not really on everybody's radar. And then you get into this bubble where it automatically feels like the playoffs. And it definitely looked incredible. Skeets, shout out to Canada, not just Dylan Brooks, but shout out to Vancouver. They got these lights right because in the scrimmages, there were some <laughs> issues with the lighting. I remember there were some dark spots. There was a, a JJ Redick looked really dark. And if JJ Redick is looking dark, you know the lighting's not on. <laughs> so uh, they got that right. The spotlights are on, everything looks fantastic. But not for these Memphis yeah. Grizzlies. I mean, it was bad luck for them. Like you said it, Tass. You slipped it in there. Like, the Jazz, all bubble long, haven't been able to hit a shot themselves. And then suddenly, in this game today against the Grizzlies, you know, they shoot 45% from the floor. Okay, that's good. But they hit 18 threes on 40% from deep. Jinglin' Joe, mm-hmm. he catches fire with six. Conley had four. Royce O'Neal had three. Mitchell had three. And it's like... Ugh. And and look, they were creating good offense. A lot of these like were open, but uh, and in you know the Grizzlies would have taken them missing again for another game to help their chances to pull this off. This was just a reflection though of their Jazz's regular season. In their four games, their two and two, their two wins have come against teams below five hundred. Their two losses have come come against teams over five hundred. So, you know, it's great. It was good timing really for the Jazz to get the Grizzlies while they're uh, you know missing Jaron Jackson, of course, and just playing badly. And the Jazz almost just needed to get a victory out of their system. So they got it today. So I, I don't know if you take all that much out of it, to be honest, because the Grizzlies gave themselves a chance in this one. Uh, but Utah, uh, Utah had to win, and they did. Uh, but again, it's just something that still, to me, it, it was more just good good timing and good luck for the Jazz. Um, you know, they, they hit some shots, but they were sort of, if they couldn't do it against the Grizzlies today, then uh, when were they going to do it? So, um, But the Grizzlies yeah. needed this one real bad. I, I know they did, but the way they've been playing, and again, the, to lose Jaron Jackson, who'd been their best player, I just, I just sort of felt that they weren't going to win. I mean, they, they did make a push there in that third quarter, but um, yeah, I, I, Utah, if Utah had to win this one today, just to sort of show that they are better than what their record was, but I'm not sure it is because it's uh, again, it's reflective of exactly the way they played during the regular season. They're they're better than. Bad teams. I'm not saying the Grizzlies are a bad team, but they're better than those teams below 500. But they're not good enough against the teams above 500. Hmm. What do you think, Trey? It did look great, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. This was a day game. Isla noticed the screen. She's like, "Who are these teams? I like their designs." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, you're right. They look great. Uh, the colors were popping." But uh, I don't know. It's just it's tough for the Grizzlies. It's uh, it's strange to see Jaron Jackson Jr. go out for a game. You know, there's a lot of focus on the Grizzlies more so than there even was during the regular season. And people are already saying, we got to get Jossum help. We got to get Jossum help because it's overwhelming how much falls on his shoulders to make every play uh, in crunch time. And, you know, we're seeing right now how early uh, in the development of everybody with the Grizzlies are, right? Like they're missing a, a wing creator, sure, another ball handler, sure, but they're missing so many more pieces that when one or two guys go down, it looks like a team that shouldn't even be in the playoff picture. Yeah. That being said... They can go 0-8 in the bubble, and this is still a successful season because they still exceeded expectations even making it there. So uh, the bubble hasn't gone how anybody expected for the Grizzlies. It's gone way worse. Uh, they're maybe having the worst bubble experience there is outside of the Wizards, but uh, still still pointing upwards in Memphis, I'd say. Yeah. yeah, let's not forget. You're right. I mean, a lot of people had the Grizzlies to be dead last in the Western Conference heading into the season, and here they are at least there. They're still in eighth, too. I mean... That's like they had built themselves, you know, a fairly good lead heading into this bubble setup, and then the ninth seed's got to be within four games to force the Mega Bowl. And luckily for them, like those teams are sort of cannibalizing each other a little bit. You know, I know the Suns are on fire, and and the Spurs have played well, and of course the Blazers are full squad, and the Pelicans with Zion, but they are sort of like they're outside the Suns, I guess, who are still undefeated. They are like, you know, beating each other up a little bit. So it helps their chances of at least being in the 8th or ninth seed. I think if you ran the Kevin Pelton simulations 500 times, I think the Grizzlies have a better chance to still at least be in this Mega Bowl, despite not even winning a game, because they had that nice little lead. A couple other things with the Jazz. Royce O'Neal's defense is bloody incredible. It's so awesome. I think Nate Duncan, I heard on the broadcast today, shout out to Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue doing the influencer stream, uh, one on the league pass options, and they they compared it, uh, Duncan did, Royce O'Neal's defense, transition defense to Danny Green. So spot on. I mean, he's just active with the hands, he's smart, and he comes up with, uh, you know, some nice deflections every once in a while. He's good. Man, that was nasty. On on Dylan Brooks, where he two-handed that ball and stole it from him, that was... 
mean and yeah. he, mean, he mean mugged him you don't see that too often like a two-handed just steal on a fast break and just what are you bringing in here man that was good stuff yeah he rebounds uh pretty damn well too especially on the de- defensive glass for a smaller guy and then he's gonna more... be an important player for them yeah. because they're having to play a lot of guards to be able to put enough shooting out there on the court and to get some scoring now that bogdanovich is out so royce o'neill is gonna have to guard a lot of really really good players as uh, the season progresses yeah, for sure. Um, and then one thing with John Morant, I'm excited to see his development. And one thing he absolutely not needs to work on and add to his game, and I'm convinced he will, um, is he's got to add the Steve Nash, uh, Chris Paul, dribble under the rim, circle under man if there's nothing there. Because I think he's so young, so raw still, so damn athletic. He does a lot of jumping in the air. Um, without much of a game plan and yeah. he gets caught especially when he comes baseline I've noticed and then he's stuck and then it has to force um, usually into a bad turnover now he had one slick pass in traffic to like Grayson Allen for three and there's one camera angle where it looks insane I think he almost got a little bit lucky at getting his way through but he just needs to and he will all young point guards do they just gotta slow down a little bit and just keep dribbling through. You don't have to jump all the time. I know you can dunk on all these guys, but uh, once he adds that, he's going to be, of course, even better. And it was nice to see him, like you said, Tass, he had a better game. So so that was nice. But if he adds that and just slows down a little bit more, he'll he'll be a nightmare for sure. He just has to watch his teammate. Grayson Allen loves doing that. He, he does dribble. When he picks up, when he starts dribbling... He doesn't finish dribbling until late in the in the shot clock. He 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 pulled one of those gnashes today, although it didn't end, end well. He uh, you know he's had a, a nice little run for him. Uh, he's probably been you know he's definitely been their spark off the bench. You know, along with Brandon Clark before he started today, that's been a, a nice little addition. And, and yeah, there's a drop off, uh, especially when Dylan Brooks isn't playing well from their best players. But yes. All in all, zoom out. It's optimistic uh, in Memphis. And yeah, who the heck knows? Four games remaining. There is a chance that they can still make it, although those teams are going to be real tough. And Chris Paul is going to, he's not going to take a night off when he plays John Morant in their next game. And then the Raptors, you know, they're not taking a night off. And Boston, unlikely, they'll probably still be playing for a seed. But the Bucks game, maybe they can sneak a win in there. Ooh, well, the Nuggets helped out the Grizzlies. Um, they defeated the Spurs today, one thirty-two to one twenty-six. Lee, once again, Michael Porter Jr. balling. Uh, first Nuggets rookie with a thirty and fifteen game since Dikembe Mutombo mm. way back in ninety-two. I mean, this is uh, back-to-back great games for uh, MPJ. What do you think? Yeah, he uh, he can score so easily. Um, he's like a more athletic Danilo Gallinari out there because he's six ten, but. You don't. I don't think of him as a power forward anyway. No. I think of him more as a sort of small forward who sort of has to play the power forward just because of his height. But, um, I mean, the way that he can get his shot off, and it always looks so in control. You know, he's got a very, very good style. Um, he can go inside. He can shoot the three, spreads the floor. He's got a quick release too. So he doesn't, uh, you know, if you don't get out to him on that three-point line, he's going to take it. Um, very, very impressive. And him and Jokic... Definitely starting to work well together and um, finding each other. Jokic was, I thought, fantastic again today as well. Had that little stretch where he hit the three threes. Um, it, it's you know his shot is the opposite of uh, of Porter Jr. That you you can see it coming. You can see it coming every single time. But for some reason, no one is able to really block it or even contest it. Um, but uh, you know the Spurs probably um, they're going to look at this as a bad loss because they gave up 43 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And the, their defense this season hasn't been good. And Greg Popovich, I mean, that's the sort of thing that we always think that the Spurs are going to clamp down at some point. But uh, giving up 43 points, again, no well, Jamal Well, Rudy, Rudy Gay was asked to play the center position yeah. versus Jokic. I mean, it's a bit of a mismatch, which the, the Nuggets wisely went after. Yeah. Pop, yeah. Pop, Pop talked as well about a couple of those times. I don't know if you all saw it, when he does those little tappies into himself there. And uh, he just keeps the ball alive. It's like Dennis Rodman in the fact that he keeps it alive. Not as athletic as Dennis, but yeah. he just keeps the ball alive. And then he's, he finds a way to just sort of uh, tap it into the rim and score. So, uh, yeah, he was great. Uh, good win for the, for the Nuggets. They're starting to look a little bit more like the team that um, can threaten the Lakers and the Clippers when they, when they have it all going. And again, when Jamal Murray comes back, uh, that should make them even better and even tougher. Um, not sure what his... Uh, when he His is status is yeah, yeah, sure you haven't seen but um yeah very very impressed again with michael porter going out there 19 shots 30 points and the 15 rebounds i mean that's that's incredible really yeah will barton tweeted mpj is special he's ready right now 610 small forward with a ratchet and a handle 
Stop playing <laughs> with him. Yeah, it's good. Can't be on a leash with that type of ability. It's time. Gotta let him be him. Shorty different. So Will Barton all in on the Porter Jr. trade, and he's on his team. He Is might Will be taking Barton some of his minutes. sure that he wants to be tweeting <laughs> that? Because that's the thing, right? Michael Porter Jr. is no doubt balling out right now, but it's basically an audition for him to be playing when it's actually playoff time. When Gary Harris comes back, Jamal Murray, Will Barton, like you're saying, minutes are going to be scarce. Mm-hmm. No doubt MPJ has earned them, but you would think they would probably be coming from Will Barton. I mean, Will Barton's going to be important. He can put the ball on the floor. He can make plays for other people. He can get his own shot, no doubt about it. And he's been good for the Nuggets. But, I mean, you got to get MPJ out there right now. I love how he's making plays with his size, hitting the offensive glass. And like you're saying, Lee, his release is basically unblockable just because of his height. The only thing I don't like is the Nuggets announcers, when he hits a three, they go, MP, long J, big (laughs) smile. I don't know. I don't know. Could be a little cooler, but I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it fits him. Maybe, maybe, yeah. They literally, they literally say MP Long J Big Smile. <laughs> I heard it twice tonight, weird. two times. <laughs> that is weird. Uh, I, I, you know, I'll regret saying this, but watching him play, and watching his release, and watching how long he is, and and watching how effortless he is, I think a Kevin Durant comparison is fine. It's a, it's a, it's a little bonkers in terms of you know how he can move out there, but it's just as far as the release goes and how. He's so confident in his first year here. Uh, that's that's what I think of uh, when watching him. Just uh, just how natural that motion is from catch uh, to putting it in the in the hole already. And yeah, Will Barton I think would be perfect coming off the bench. I think I, ideally that's what Will Barton is, anyways. Mm-hmm. And so there we go. I mean, we go from oh man, this uh, this team's missing three starters. <laughs> Well, they're missing three starters now, and they're looking great. And the reason is because, yeah, they've all these guys have started to play games. They they were the ones decimated the most uh, by their entry into the bubble and how many guys weren't there and weren't on their flight. And now Michael Porter Jr. Uh, and he is I, I don't know I, that maybe maybe these conversations about the the coronavirus with his team has has really settled him down. I don't know what's going on, but he is the he is obviously. Uh, the best he's ever been in the NBA. And, and right now, like this is year one. Like that is phenomenal. Uh, this is, this is like, you know, month two of them. Yeah. When you see Barton tweet that too, I think what he's tweeting is like, Hey, if we have Michael Porter jr. Doing this and like, he's a rookie. So we're asking a lot here to be putting up 30 a night, but like he's going, wow, this is a chance to go deep into the playoffs. If you got Jamal Murray and he's healthy and, and he's Jamal of old, you've got Jokic who's uh, been dominant in playoff series before. And then then you've got a third guy. Now you've got the third guy. Wow. Like now, like you can start to convince yourself like, hey, yeah, could they challenge the Clippers? Could they challenge the Lakers? Could they make it a series? Like, I think that's what he's getting at. And maybe, yeah, on one hand, you're like, dude, that guy might be taking a lot of your minutes, but he's also like, hey, great. We might have a better chance to go deeper and deeper. And I'm probably going to be in a better role for myself anyway. But wow, it is, uh, I, I tweeted this out. The Nuggets are a half game back of the Clippers mm. for the number two seed, and I feel like it went very overlooked. Now, I got a lot of blowback from Nuggets fans going, you know we were the number two seed all year. You know we weren't that far coming in. I'm like, I got it, man. But, like, guilty as charged, no dunks as well. Like, that's not something we were all talking about. There's a lot of other things, a lot of other seedings and storylines and chases to keep your eyes on. And it was sort of, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't want to, like, put words into your guys' mouth, but we're, everyone was like, yeah, it's Lakers and then it's Clippers too. Like it was like you could pencil them in, and if not, you could sort of put them in with pen if you wanted. And here are the Nuggets, they got a legit chance to to be a number two seed if that really matters at all to any of you guys. Yeah, well, it doesn't though down here. That's a thing. So you finish third or second, <laughs> you know? No, it it really doesn't. Sorry, because, Nuggets nerds. Because no, but the the reason why it really doesn't for Denver is because they do have a bigger home advantage than anyone else in the league. Hmm. Um, so four games potentially in Denver versus you know, seven games potentially in neutral space, that yeah. to me favors the Clippers, even if the Nuggets do finish number two. Right. So, um, so yeah, if you're, if you're Denver, this is the worst time, worst year to have home court advantage when it doesn't count. Let's say they do get past the Clippers. Then again, you've got to do the same thing with the Lakers, uh, assuming it's the Lakers that you meet, that you meet without yeah. that, uh, without that elevation advantage they have. So, you know, um, but, but also as well, I think it's because the Nuggets, you know, they, they're having a good season and they want to get recognition and they probably feel they're being overlooked. But 
I don't think they've been overlooked at all. I think uh, I think we've all sort of said that at their best, they are a challenger, but at their worst, they, they can also lose in the first round because they are inconsistent. And, um, you know, Jokic goes up and down a little bit, but when he's on like he is today, I mean, there's not a lot of change in the way that he goes about it. It's just he's more effective some games uh, than he is in others. And, and, and again, tonight, when he hit those three threes, it just kind of was like... Man, he just—it just feels like he—he's got that shot anytime he wants, and and you know you could see him, you could see him knocking down six or seven a game at some point, I think, because um, the shot—it's a nice shot, it's a good shot, he shoots it well, and he can get it off anytime he wants. Yeah, I think we started to overlook them here in the bubble because they were just missing all those players, and so we weren't like holding that against them, right? Like no Murray, mm. no Harris, no Barton, and uh, here they are—they got like a lot of guys contributing. Michael Porter Jr. Okay, that's sort of blown us all away with the numbers he's putting up, but. Monte Morris has been really good in the last two games for them. A couple of their guys coming off the bench, uh, you know, Grant and uh, Dozier, like, they've been contributing. So that's huge for them. And maybe that even helps them uh, in playoff series moving forward when they get some of their other star guys back. So good win from them. Uh, Spurs put up the fight, and uh, I thought DeRozan was going to do it again. He uh, (laughs) started turning on a little bit there late, but uh, Nuggets pulled it out. All right. Sixers, let's move to them. They lost Ben Simmons tonight. He left the game after injuring his knee. Um, though early indications were encouraging, and I think even the MRI back is back, right? And it's it's fine, you know, There's and there was no swelling or pain in the knee after leaving the court. They're just being really cautious with him, I guess. They still pulled it out anyway, the victory over the Wizards, 107-98. to A lot of Sixers in double figures, and a B just too much. I don't think we're going to spend a lot of time on this game, but any takeaways from uh, for, from this one, guys? Embiid's really good, you know, and having a player like that is enough to beat a Wizards squad, even though this did seem like it shouldn't have been as hard as it was. Uh, That's just kind of how it's going to be with the Sixers, I feel like. It shouldn't always have to be a huge effort to pull out a win against a team that you have a clear advantage against, but uh, Embiid has been great since we've been in the bubble. He had the issue with yelling at Shake Milton. They had a game that came down to a last shot, but all things considered... He's shooting over 50%, putting up monster numbers. That's what you want to see from Embiid. He's doing it every single night so far as well. Uh, So, yeah, you know, the Sixers have won a couple in a row, but uh, it's going to have to come in the playoffs to convince anybody that they're going to have a shot at making a run at the conference finals. And Embiid's going to have to be a monster every night. It it sure feels like, because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of consistency coming from other parts of the lineup. Now, Ben went out of the game tonight and only played 23 minutes. But at the same time, you know, he's, he's not going to have monster scoring games each and every night. Tobias Harris is up and down. Josh Richardson, he's going to be clanking uh, at times. And, and the bench isn't going to come through at times. So it's on Joel Embiid uh, mm-hmm. to be huge, it sure feels like. And yeah, they, they haven't been convincing, even though they're, they're you know, two wins in a row here. Uh, and when it comes down to the playoffs... Like last year, Joel Embiid was sick, injured, uh, and hopefully he can keep it going every single night because mm-hmm. it's not going to be easy. Every they don't have a an easy series um, because of where they are in the standings, so it's going to be on his shoulders. He's going to have to carry this team, especially with the, you know their their number one ball handler from last year's playoffs gone in Jimmy Butler. Lee, I want you to spoil it. Spoil it if you want to. Did Troy Brown Jr. make your all bubble team? No, he didn't. No, unfortunately, he didn't. No, no. He's played well for the Wizards. I just wanted to show him some love. Yeah, he has. He has. He has played well. He has played well. But uh, his team's success eliminated him from uh, eligibility for the all-bubble team. You're taking in team success. To to some degree, yes. To some degree. (laughs) I imagine it would have been a different story if this was Bradley Beal we're talking about (laughs) for the very same Wizards. (laughs) Well, it depends. If Bealy was putting up 35 a game, maybe, (laughs) maybe. uh, (laughs) No, I mean, you know, the Wizards, like for those young guys, it is an opportunity to to impress the coach and to, to... you know, sow the seed for the coming seasons to try to get some more time and some more minutes. But, um, you know, they honestly, like if they win a game, it'll be it'll be a miracle, really. So <laughs> at this point, it could be. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, well, let's get to the, the later games uh, from what day is it? Wednesday or Tuesday? It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Um, <laughs> the Thunder. They punked the Lakers. I think that's fair to say. I think I can throw a punked on there, right? A punked um, happened. Yeah, 105-86 was the final score, and it's not like LeBron only played 10 minutes. He played 30 minutes. The Lakers were playing, a lot of their guys. Um, <laughs> but the Thunder were honestly just felt like they were in control of this game 
the whole time. And a big part of that was Chris Paul, who finishes with the uh, ho-hum 21-7-6, plus 25 in his 31 minutes, and just dictating the game, making sure everything's under control, doing a little officiating, coaching a little bit over here. I think he was up in the broadcast booth at one point. Is <laughs> uh, the one person uh, operating the camera. I mean, he just did it all, and uh, this is a good win. Lakers, uh, Lakers fans are... Some of them are freaking out a little bit, even though they've locked up the number one seed. But this was not a great game for them. They cannot, they can't really hit a shot right now. They're struggling. Though Danny Green finally hit a three. Yeah, they're, they're claiming, like you say, LeBron, it's not like he sat out the whole game. He played and they, they tried. But this also had the feel that the Lakers knew that they had wrapped up the number one seed. And, uh, and the mm-hmm. Thunder, uh, after a disappointing uh, loss in their last game, wanted to come out and, um, and be better. And they were. And then in the second half, I just sort of felt, the Lakers were like, all right, we don't, why, why try? We don't really need this one. Um, so in the end, I think Davis only scored nine points in the end. And that to me was uh, pretty much what what the message was from the Lakers. It was like, we want to we want to get some reps in still. We want to try to hit some shots and find some form, but we, we're not really playing for anything right now. So uh, they really didn't seem to put up too much of a fight in that second half. Yeah, yeah the offense is bad. You know, they're just not making shots. I think Anthony Slater tweeted that they're 25% from three so far in their bubble games. And to me, LeBron has been giving it his all defensively. His body looks good, like he's in shape, but he hasn't been putting his imprint on the game offensively yet. He hasn't had a great game uh, on the offensive end of the court. And, you know, we've talked a lot about how it feels like the playoffs and all these games matter. They don't matter that much for the Lakers, and it ain't the playoffs. So clearly LeBron is saving something for when the games are actually important. But, uh, I mean, you got to feel a little concerned because the Lakers are doing a lot of lineup figuring out right now, trying to figure out who's actually going to be able to make some shots, who fits well together, who can play defense and actually uh, get some shots made on the other end. So they got things to figure out before the actual games start here. Yeah, the closing lineups are definitely a concern. Who's going to play with LeBron? AD and I think Kuzma has earned a spot as getting uh, a lot of minutes in those fourth quarters. But yeah, it's you were work. locking in Danny Green, and of course, like earlier this season, as were as was everybody as a part of that final you know push for the clutch minutes, right? Like you would yeah, put Danny Green in there, but is he are you taking him out now because he can't hit a shot? He's, he's the perfect LeBron compliment, it sure would feel like. But uh, maybe he's getting these clank sessions out right at the right time because Danny Green goes for these real cold times. Yep. Uh, you know, is so, yeah, it's he's definitely a candidate to be out there. Um, but, yeah, sometimes he's doing a little too much uh, bouncing of the ball. Don't do that. Don't get in the lane, Danny. Just go hang out. I mean, it's nice to see an awkward Danny floater every once in a while. It's kind of cool to... Look, feel like yourself is on a basketball court there for a second. But, uh, yeah, he's got to get out on the three-point line, and they have to figure that out. That being said, I totally agree. LeBron is chilling. This is chill time. <laughs> you know, he can't win the MVP now, and I think he's he's well aware that uh, it's there's nothing to win. There's no – you can't – we can't win the, the one seed over the Milwaukee Bucks even. That doesn't matter. And uh, him and AD not hitting a shot outside of the paint tonight – it's to me it's just like they they're just ready for uh for chill i mean they'll bounce back because I, I don't think it's even in them to have two bad games in a row like they, they bounce back after the raps game there against the jazz uh but yeah it's they can't go full throttle it's just they just can't they're they're there, chilling there is something to play for tess what is that the all bubble team that lee's gonna announce <laughs> wow. in about 10 minutes yeah come on man but, come yeah, on, but the thing the thing with Danny Green, like last year in the finals, you know, he had games where he hit four threes, he hit six threes in a game, and he hit three threes. Like, that's why he's on the team, because... That's why gonna... you can lock him in. It doesn't yeah. matter. Danny yeah. Green's in the closing lineup. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he he has proven before, on the biggest stage, he is capable of getting really hot and knocking down big shots. So, uh, that's what he's there for. And, you know, at this stage of his career, you know he's going to have a few stinkers as well. But um, the ones that he delivers, you, you know they're not going to be too far away. Yeah, he's streaky. He's very streaky. Yep. The br- there was brutal three-point shooting in this game from both teams, too. It's not like the Thunder caught yeah. fire. I think they hit five threes, too. They just shot less of them, so the percentages may be a little bit better than the than the Lakers were in this. But it was actually sort of a, was a pretty ugly game to watch. It got pretty gross because no one could really hit a shot, and you had the yeah. Lakers sort of going through the motions. Uh, you know, you did have some nice Chris Paul plays and SGA plays, but... Um, you had Steven Adams, I should say, uh, pulling out the uh, the Kiwi step, as everyone's calling it, not the Euro step. That was nicely. Beautiful. That was beautiful. Around Anthony Davis, too. He just like just strode around him and laid in. That was delicious. <laughs> we had that. And uh, 
Well, who'd you get more excited for? The I Promise School students on the virtual board or Little Wayne on the virtual board, <laughs> which they went back to time and time again? <laughs> the students. It has to be the students. Uh, that's that's that LeBron school. So that's a, that's a great story there. Uh, but Little Wayne was funny because I saw, I don't, like, so this was going around Twitter that it looked like he was giving the bird to someone because of the, uh, the way that the camera was <laughs> sort of showing. So I don't know what that was all about. But uh, yeah, great to see LeBron's school there. It's, it's still incredible that LeBron created a school like that uh that that's a remarkable thing and uh he doesn't get enough applause for that i think oh this is a blowout man the students for sure little wayne in 2020 that's hardly even a get he's just hanging around at his house (laughs) i think he tried to uh, give a high five like a virtual high five to the person (laughs) beside him and uh got shut down the bits are getting more elaborate people are figuring out how to like point at the person who's sitting next to them that kind of thing yeah i think so lil wayne's reputation has dropped so much you guys are calling him little wayne (laughs) little wayne let's call him wheezy all right small wayne or i mean it's lil can't call who's calling him little maybe you you guys all did little (laughs) wayne little wayne little little wayne little wayne (laughs) the littlest wayne uh, will, we, will we see Jack Nicholson in the um, in the bubble? Do you think if the Lakers make the finals? I mean, I, I mean, can't believe we haven't seen Jimmy Goldstein at every game. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, yeah. Though he may save it for the playoffs too. Yeah, I don't know. It's all why not? I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they would reach out to him, um, but maybe he doesn't want to watch it uh, in a small <laughs> window on his computer, and he wants yeah. to watch it on his 90 foot television instead. I don't know. Just an idea. Who knows, Lee? Not sure. Why do you want to get on it, Lee? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Not maybe, yet. Maybe at some point. We'll see. You know, I don't know. I don't know. How, how do you do it? You have to submit a, an application or something, don't you? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk to you. Which, which team you want to be in the stands oh, that for? That doesn't bother me at all, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ready. You got a jersey for every team. It doesn't matter. He'll be wait, ready. Wait till the team's 3-1 up and then I'll jump on their side. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Close it out. Okay, uh, well, we're not going to get to the uh, Net Celtics. I don't know if they've uh, even got into the second half yet, but uh, the final game we can touch on really quickly here, Raptors Magic. Um, Raptors stand defeated, so it's them, the Pacers, and the Suns. Pacers and the Suns play each other uh, on Thursday, so Mm -hmm. we're going to be down to two teams that are still undefeated, but Raptors, they crushed Orlando uh, early on in this game, and then Magic fought their way back, but... Toronto sort of was always in control. Raptors held Orlando 11 first quarter points. And uh, this is a potential first round matchup. So the question tasks like, does Orlando have any chance uh, if this is a 2-7 matchup to to put up a fight, to win a game or two? Like they, they did win one last year, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Is uh, Will the Raps blow game one like they always do? Or what do you think? No, sir. No, I, I don't think so. They won't blow game one like they didn't blow quarter one in this one where they just come out and squash teams when they want. And they uh, Orlando only scored 11 points in that first quarter. Uh, the the Raps just know what to take away. And I, I think um, Fred Van Vliet has a better chance of winning finals MVP than the, <laughs> than the Magic do of winning a game against the Toronto Raptors. But you can start to see why Fred Van Vliet's got the recipe. He's got everything in the bag to be finals MVP. Incredible. They take away Pascal Siakam. You can see why. Kyle Lowry is, you know, he's Kyle Lowry. He's going to have some good games, some bad games. Freddie, again, another 20-point 20, 20 night. No big deal. Yeah, what would you guys take from this one? Lee, anything? Not much, to be honest. I uh, didn't see a whole lot of this one, to be honest. I saw, I saw nah, look, look, let's be honest. Let's hey, be honest. honest. That's fine. Yeah, I, Lee, I I'm with you. I saw the last five minutes yeah. because I knew we were going on as soon as this thing was <laughs> yeah. going to be over. This was Skeets versus Brent Rosengren in a race. It's a blowout. We're talking about a 4-0 series when this thing happens. You know, the Raptors aren't going to give away a game one. They're taking it to the magic, taking things personally. Yeah, yeah, especially without Jonathan Isaac now in the mix, yeah. too. That's yeah. that's a bit of a handicap for the Magic. Sorry, go, go ahead. But, well, so far, I mean, we've seen pretty much competitive games every night up until today, I thought. Um, and so when you see a couple of those scores and you sort of see what's happening, it, it's harder, to, I think, to tune in because we're watching so much basketball and you're like, well, I, I don't want to watch a game if one of the teams is kind of just mailing it in, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, not, not that the Orlando Magic were, they were trying hard, but it just didn't feel like there was all that much to take out of it because the Raptors have been playing really well right now and, and the Magic aren't that good. So, um, you know, it's, it's that's just the way it is, to be honest. Oh, yeah, I mean. the Raptors are playing the best basketball down there right now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a Raptors fan. I think no. a lot of people would agree with that. The Magic, 
were killing it offensively in in the bubble so far. Like you know, the first couple of games they were scoring 130 points. It was no big deal. And then you see this Raptors defense. Like holy crap! You said it, Task. Like they just take away things that you want to get. And then they rotate, and then somebody else is helping out, and they're going over there. You want to swing the ball? Sure, we'll, we'll be ready over there. We got long arms. It's They're everywhere, and there's no weak spot. So good luck trying to exploit somebody. Um, they're, they are locked in right now. I mean, as a Raps fan, you just almost worry. Yeah. It's too, too locked early. in right now? Guys, hey, <laughs> like, uh, uh, man, get your timing a little bit uh, later on here down there in August. But, uh, it's, yeah, they're, they're, they're fantastic right now. They are, I think. What from what I've seen, and I've watched a ton of basketball like you guys over the last week, they appear to be the best team. You know, one through, of course, like ten. That's the other thing. Like how many guys they want to put in there? Eight, nine, ten guys that are contributing. And OG Ananobi making a case already for most improved player for next year. Let's slip that in, guys. He had a great first half. That was a solid first half. Making plays all over the floor. I think he had yeah. ten points at the half. Five of seven. Cooled off in the second. But I got a couple people on Twitter jumping on the bandwagon for. Uh, OGMIP 2021. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be between him and Dort, I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I, 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 the thing is with the Raps, even if they, it feels like they are super hot right now, they're going to have a gimme series in that first round. They're just going to be far superior than the Nets mm-hmm. or the Magic, so they don't have to be awesome rolling rolling up against that, that first team. And if right. they play the Magic, it, it's just such a bad matchup. Because their best offensive player in Vucevic has to play Marcus Gasol, and that's oh. it's just not a good matchup. No. Like Marcus Gasol is hungry; you can see he is slimmed down. He could use some to eat, and he is going to chew up Nikola Vucevic. As talented as he is, it's just such a bad matchup for them. And I guess the worry is uh, if you're a Raps fan looking at Pascal Siakam and not not thriving on the offensive end, turning it over a ton tonight, mm-hmm. and if you know the teams are doubling him, and that's that's fine by the Raptors, that's for sure. Uh, they're 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 doing that. I didn't really watch a lot of this game, but they did in the previous game, and that seems to be the mo of teams. Like, let's take away Paskey, and uh, if that's if that's the job, if that's how it's going to be, Pascal Siakam's got to find other ways, uh, and uh, he's got to play off other guys. But the other guys are going to score, so yeah, the second round will be the challenge. But the good thing is they've really. S- solidified that second seed because that was a bit of a question mark coming in but since they're undefeated that's not a problem and for Raps fans you got Norm going a little bit here tonight who had struggled down there in Orlando Um, but 5 of 10 tonight hit three threes 14 points had a nice dunk too um, sort of in traffic and maybe that gets him going because he had been struggling so nice to see for Raps fans all right had some news here today, gentlemen. The NBA Players Association, um, the National Basketball Players Association, I should say, announced today that the NBA's Board of Governors will contribute $300 million over 10 years to establish a new foundation in partnership with the Players Association that will promote economic empowerment within black communities. Um, this is going to be called the NBA Foundation. It will seek to increase access and support for high school, college-aged and career-ready black men and women and assist national and local organizations that provide skills training and mentorship and coaching and pipeline development in MBA markets and communities across the USA and Canada. Uh, yeah, $30 million per year coming from the Board of Governors and the MBA. And uh, it's a hell of an initiative here to support social justice issues. $300 million, guys. This is great news today. Yeah, and 10 years long, which I think is an incredible commitment, meaning we will be able to not just continue the programs for 10 years, we'll be able to track its successes and see the mm-hmm. the different change that comes from all of this investment that the league is making. That's been one of the things that I've personally wanted to see was how much thought they're going to put into the social justice part of the bubble as well as the safety part of the bubble. So it's great to see them following through on their plans to make that a, a key part of this restart. Yeah, and this goes directly to something. You know, there's there's lots talking. There's there's so many ways to improve the lives of Black communities, but this addresses something. You know, there's there's the pr- police brutality, there's the criminal justice system, the school systems, financial literacy, but this is economic empowerment. This is helping Black people get jobs and develop a career. And thirty million dollars for each year, and they're going to find more monies as well as was in the, the press release. They're going to do some some raising of capital mm-hmm. for this. This charity venture, uh, you know, it's not obviously not for not for profit whatsoever. It addresses something, and it it it, it starts to get people careers again and, and solid jobs. So it's uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, the cool it's cool. The foundation it's going to be an eight person board of directors too 
featuring like representatives from the NBA's Board of Governors and then from the Players Union and then even one from the league's head office. So this is a group collective, which is really cool. You have the owners, you got the Players Association, and even the league itself. Uh, Lee, anything to add to this? Not really, no. Just good to see everyone coming together and making uh, a real financial commitment immediately. I think that's uh, that's what you want to see. And, uh, and hopefully we can see the benefits of that pretty soon. So uh, yeah. good to see everyone working together on the same page. The definition of don't talk about it, be about it. Mm-hmm. Right there, NBA doing something. Okay, so let's get to Lee's all-bubble teams. Uh, <laughs> we are officially one week into this restart after this Celtics-Nets game wraps up. So we thought it'd be fun to look at the best players down there in Orlando right now, create and debate the all-bubble team. So Lee, we gave you the task. I threw it at the guys. I said, does anybody want to do this? Who wants to spearhead this? Because it gets really convoluted when all four of us are trying to make our team. So I think it's better for one guy to do it, mm. and then we can debate that what that guy picks. So yeah. you put your little hand up in the Slack last night, <laughs> late last night, Lee. I couldn't yeah. believe you were still awake when I came up with this quick idea. Yeah. And... Uh, have at it. Why don't you take us through your first team and then we'll get to your second team. Did you follow the rules at all? No really. chance. Uh, no. Old yes, loophole I... Lee, no way. <laughs> well, two, two forwards, a center, and two guards. That's right. I didn't, I didn't go you know, necessarily shooting guard, point guard, but it's oh, basically okay. the That's same thing. That's not bad. Yeah, we'll yeah. take that, Trey. That's <laughs> him somewhere. <laughs> all right. Well, let's wait until he names that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to start at the first uh, forward position. Let's call him small forward, okay? And uh, it has to be TJ Warren from the Indiana Pacers there. Mm-hmm. 39 points, 65% shooting, 61 on threes on eight per game. A handful of rebounds and assists, but also two steals and 2.3 blocks per game. Um, just incredible. Doing absolutely everything, TJ Warren. And I also anointed him. I know you guys don't care about this, but in Australia, we always do this. I'm giving him captain of the first team as well. He's been so good through one week. So uh, TJ Warren gets the C as well. So well done, TJ. Okay, the other like forward, <laughs> the other forward is uh, is the power forward, and uh, his numbers took a bit of a hit today. But the Lakers weren't really into it. Um, prior to that, scoring thirty percent on forty two percent from downtown, forty four percent on three. You know his other numbers aren't huge; only nine rebounds a game. Again, not taking into account today's game, but a block and a steal. And uh, Anthony Davis has been more dominant than those numbers suggest. Okay. I think uh, he's been better. So I gave him the nod there at uh, at power forward in center. This was actually a tough one. Um, but Joel Embiid uh, forced his way into the uh, equation tonight for the first team. It was going to Yusuf Nurkic, but Embiid had another solid game today. And he's at 32 points on 56%, 13 rebounds. They shouldn't have lost to Indiana, but they did. And, but otherwise, I think Embiid has showed that he's, he's in pretty good shape and he's, and he's playing pretty, pretty well. So uh, I gave him the nod there for the first team center. Okay. Uh, in the backcourt, uh, this guy, well, his team's had two losses um, but he's averaging a 34.14 rebound, 11 assists, triple-double, and shooting 48% from the field. Uh, his three-point game is still struggling, but that's not a surprise. Luka Doncic, um, a guy putting up monster numbers like that. And again, the losses, while they uh, haven't been huge, his team's lost twice. But, uh, you know, one of those, of course, was the crazy one there to the Rockets. So, you know, it would, it would have loved at least one more win, but those numbers are hard to keep him out of the first team. And then uh, in the other guard spot, this guy, I mean, what a story so far. 30 points a game on 47%. Not giving you a whole lot else, but standing up as the uh, franchise guy, Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns. Ooh, Um, Booker over James Harden. What a (laughs) surprise. No, I mean, look, look, you know what? Booker, he's he's been great. He has been great. And that game against the Clippers sealed it for me because uh, I was looking back over it and I thought, why not? I mean, this is for the first time in... (laughs) For the first time in Booker's career, it's three games in a bubble environment. They probably won't make the playoffs anywhere, but it's like, okay, this guy is finally stepping up. And uh, and, and I, I wish all the best for him and Phoenix, because if he can be the guy we've seen in these three games, then the Suns' outlook is bright. Lee, I got to know, does it pain you to put Booker on your all-bubble first team and your guy, Bradley Beal, isn't even there? <laughs> you got to go nah. with my guy, D-Book? That must kill you inside. Well, well if Bealey was there, you know he'd probably be on there no matter what, <laughs> even if he'd had three losses and wasn't shooting all that well. But Okay, second team did become a little more tricky, actually, because okay. um, there's a few more guys, I think, sort of who have been good but not great, had a couple of good games and not a couple of, or, or you know, not been fantastic the whole time. I'm going with Giannis as the uh, other forward because he's only played two and a half games and his team's lost twice, but he's averaging in those two games that he's played like 36 and 16 and has just been a monster. So again, how do you keep him off um, even though his team hasn't been super impressive? Uh, The other forward spot, again, a couple of good good options here. Uh, Pascal Siakam has been good, but 
you know, this afternoon. This is the problem with the Raptors. As good as they've been, they've had so many contributors, haven't had those mm-hmm. sort of super standout guys. So I'm going with uh, the, the the prettiest guy in the dance right now, Michael Porter Jr. in that other one. Wow. Uh, only, only two of his uh, three games he's been good, and that first game wasn't good. But those last two games have been so good that they've swayed me because it's not just been the shooting, it's been the rebounding as well and just how he's gotten his points. It's like he, he's in a groove. He's red hot right now. So, uh, And I thought... I mean, of all the meaningless awards, I think all bubble teams are weak in is probably up there at the top. So I thought, what the hell? Go with Michael I was going to say, like, did did Paul George and Kawhi cancel each other out here? In, in a way, yeah. And the Clippers have lost twice as well. So I was like, okay. oh, yeah, there's 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 the excuse I need. You know, fine, that'll do for them. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Uh, MPJ, you know, I love and, it. Like, and I wanted, to, I wanted to hopefully generate a little bit of conversation as well here. So, yes. uh the other guy who was the first, class, this yeah. guy was the uh, first team center this morning before the Sixers game, uh, Yusuf Nurkic. I, I'm shocked at just mm. how good he's been. 22 points and 12 rebounds, over three blocks a game and almost two steals a game. And this is why he was in the first team, 19 for 19 from the free throw line. I wow. had to give him a little. <laughs> but I thought, uh, you know, overall, he's been fantastic for uh, Portland. I wanted to put him in that first team, but... I just thought Embiid has been a little better. So uh, Nurk gets the nod. So Nurk over Jokic. Nurk over Jokic, over yeah. Jokic. I mean, it was, uh, yes, that was uh, that was the other choice Stop. for that spot. Um, but I just thought, you know what, a great story for Nurkic. I'll give him yep. the story angle here. Uh, in the backcourt, the uh, first guard, Fast Freddy. Uh, he did it. He sealed it this, uh, this wow. evening with his uh, another double-double against the uh, Magic. 23 points, 8 assists on 50% shooting from downtown. And that game against the Lakers, he was uh, incredible. Uh, no, uh, uh, Miami, excuse me, where he had the seven threes. Incredible game, that one, with the 36 points, the career high. So I gave him the nod. Kyle Lowry it was great against the Lakers, but he actually wasn't all that good today. Um, it, numbers-wise, Kyle's, Kyle's great. He's, he's obviously doing all his stuff. But, uh, you know, it's like you have Why to not? find a reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, the last Found spot. It. Ooh, that the last, last guard spot. That last guard spot. Chris Paul was great today uh, against the Lakers, but the Lakers kind of gave that one to him. So I'm going with James Harden. Oh, the, uh... wow. What a shock. You did it. You did I'm it. I'm going with James Harden because, uh, I mean, yeah, he, he had that 49-point game in his first game. And, yeah, he, he's, he's been great. The, the big problem with him, he's been in foul trouble a couple of times. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that may have cost a game or two there for the Rockets. Um, but, yeah, James Harden, defensively, he's got that boost down low and they can't get him out of the way. So uh, I thought he's been he's been very good. So he gets the final spot there and the final guard in the all-bubble second team. Okay, okay. You can't, so you let can't me... get the, the first guard on the second team. He's got to be the last guard <laughs> yeah, on the second no, team. For sure. Okay, let me just recap Lee's all-bubble teams here and then Tass or Trey, uh, maybe you can take offense with someone on there or maybe an omission or something like that. First team for Lee, all-bubble team, TJ Warren and Anthony Davis at the forward spots, Joel Embiid, your center, Luca and D. Book as the guard. Second team, Giannis, Michael Porter Jr., the flavor of the month. Nurkic at the center spot. Van Vliet and uh, begrudgingly James Harden as his I second guess. guard. I guess I got to put him in there. Um, any uh, Tassi, let's start with you. Any any problems with that? You think Lee did a solid job or is he missing somebody? Well, um, Joel Embiid, uh, just, just to start to talk about that Yusuf Nurkic comparison. Joel Embiid has been amazing. So I'm glad you put him on the first team because he's been phenomenal. Nurk has been, yeah, story. You want to write a story? I guess it's a little sexier. Uh, but I, I I would put Harden over Book. I know Book hit a shot and he lied down, and that's awesome. Uh, but Harden has been, it's been as good as Harden can possibly be. Uh, so I think, I think I would swap those guys otherwise. I can't complain. I can't yeah. complain. Fred Van Vliet can probably make the first one just because I'm a Fred fan right now. But no, he was in the right spot too. Trey? Fred Van Vliet is a future captain of the bubble team. You can, <laughs> you can already see it. Uh, honestly, that is I'm so surprised. true. That is so true. He is a future captain of the bubble team. Yeah, he's got he's got the recipe. You can see the parts are there where he can put it together and go, get that C. Uh, but for me, I'm surprised, Lee, that you didn't pull the loophole of moving Anthony Davis to center. He's been playing a ton of center for the Lakers. He's mm-hmm. been a top three player easily, I would say. Uh, and I would then move Giannis on to the first team. Like you're saying, you know, he's basically played two and a half games, but the two full games he played were pretty dominant until the last minute against Houston. Uh, that's my only uh, hmm. real difference. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the Davis forward center thing is like, what is he? You know, do you do you want him to be a center so you can make the case? Do you want? Well, to the thing forward? for me is that he looks awesome when he's a center. Yeah. When he's the center out there, he looks like he's the best player in the league. Yeah, well, maybe I should have just gone three front quarters, you know. But uh, yeah, didn't he used to play guard when he was like fourteen? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, we always yeah, see yeah. that video, yeah. don't we? Um, I will say one guy you left off left off that's averaging thirty and ten that you didn't even mention. Now those are some pretty big ass numbers there, Lee. Kristaps Porzingis. Now, I know you got Luca in the mix, yeah. but Porzingis has actually shocked me looking at it. He's averaging thirty and ten here down in the bubble. Yeah, I definitely actually considered him, um, but I uh, I didn't really want to put the two Mavs in there. Yeah. So um, you know that's why. But yeah, Porzingis has he's he's definitely looked better this uh, in the bubble. That well, I mean he had some good games as well for the Mavs this season. He's had a weird season. He's been up and down, but uh, yeah, he was in contention. But uh, like I say, two Mavs they've had a couple of losses. Couldn't I thought it. it was thought it was really good. I, I I don't have a lot of disagreements with that. I don't know if the chat is right now. I don't know if they're going crazy over your Harden on the second team, but uh, that's, that's, <laughs> was well done. You, I could tell you actually put some work into that. Yeah, that's well, what like, I'm most impressed by. Like I say, Chris Paul. I mean, if that was a if that was a real Lakers performance today, and Chris Paul had one of his great games and they won, he probably would have forced his way into the team. But uh, right. It was like it was it was it was a good bad day for that because it was like ah oh, man I want, I want I wanted someone to really make a case and Embiid was the only one who kind of did because of uh, just another dominant performance against the Wizards but you know yeah hey, still monster numbers and speaking yeah. of numbers it's Will Boy Will Boy time a few honorable mentions Rudy Gobert had twenty one sixteen today three blocks good game for him in the win Michael Porter Jr we talked about him smooth thirty and fifteen. I was going to give it to him, though he didn't do much else. The rest of the box score is pretty empty, which is why I got to go with Joel Embiid. 30 points, 11 of 20 shooting, 8 of 9 from the line, 11 boards, 3 assists, 3 steals, and 2 blocks. I like to see that box score with numbers across the board, Trey Kirby. It can't just be, it can't just be scoring, man. And then I can't see, I can't have a Reggie Miller type box score, okay? Uh-uh, uh-uh. You yeah. love a stat stuffer. That's I what everybody it. always says about you. Yeah, looks good on the graphic that I whip up after this. You know, I don't, don't like want a bunch to see of a blank zero spots. up there. Talk yeah. to Rhino Sentence. It's all about the crooked marks. <laughs> is that a bowling reference? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I've so. never heard that before. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a baseball, more of a baseball thing. Okay, that say, too. You know, the slanted numbers don't want the goose eggs. Mm. Yeah, that does mm. make more sense. <laughs> but I guess you do want slanted numbers in bowling, right? You want the spares and. Yeah, you it? want you want to put a mark in for sure. You want the X or you want the slash. You don't maybe you don't want numbers, period. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. No yeah, numbers. Avoid the numbers. Avoid the numbers. They talked about Chris Paul uh, bowling uh tonight. I think Mark Jones said he like flirts with like he throws up three hundreds. Was he embellishing there? Is that true? Like is he that good? I think he's a known bowler. Yeah, um, I, yeah, but so, like yeah, I think isn't three hundred and twenty like top score. Three hundred. Oh, it's 300, is it? We're talking bowling? Yeah. Yeah, 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 300, 300. So he's bowled perfect games then? Like multiple perfect games is basically what Jonesy was saying then. I don't know. I I don't have the report, the ESPN (laughs) news and notes that they get. I mean, I guess we got to ask Chris Paul Jr. next time he's uh, on the uh, the virtual fans. I mean, how does anybody know? I I know he's a bowler, and I I believe he's probably bowling 250s, 260s, which is like, if you're averaging that, it's incredible, I think. But uh, I'm... I swear to God on the broadcast, you said 300. So I was like, whoa, okay. I didn't know he was oh, that good. Maybe he is. hope he still has all those balls after that State Farm commercial. Man. <laughs> after the deer got into the garage, yeah. Yeah. Jeez, hope so. They all, he's got the bad driveway for rolling uh, bowling balls. They all yeah, go down. Probably no in the doubt. gutter by now. Yeah. Right. Uh, Lee, tweet of the night, my man. What do you got? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, before we get to it, uh, before we get to it, Trey, did you see uh, another dinger from Judgey? Yeah. Drove in three ribbies as well. Yeah. Oh, three they, ribeye steaks, medium yeah. rare. Yeah. Yeah, but they lost, I think, to the Phillies. So uh, still, he's on pack. I think that's seven for seven for Judgey. So uh, this is great. I'm enjoying this. Will we have more homers or more wedgies when the season is done? Well, he missed a day. He's not seven for seven. We, we established he no, missed a day. No, but he hit two in one game. Yeah, but they didn't play yesterday. Double dinger. That was yeah. uh, postponed that yesterday's game, I think. 
Oh, okay. We're saying yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I think he's yeah. played in seven games and he's hit seven homers because yeah. he had one game. Uh, we clarified oh, after we went off the air <laughs> that he had played and had hit a homer, even though Lee was telling me I was wrong because he's yeah. Mr. Baseball. All of a sudden, um, I'm Mr. Mr. Aaron Judge. That's it. That's all. <laughs> I'm loving it. It feels like the great home run chase of '98 already. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, we almost had a wedgie tonight. Did you see that? Oh no, you guys didn't because a lot of you weren't watching a lot of the Magic uh, Raptors <laughs> game. We got really close to one. It was Ooh. just one of those classic like oh it stuck for like the tiniest second and fell right out oh, i was tweeting about it could have used it tassa i was pumped i was like here we go here we go but no mm-hmm. no anyway tweet of the night lee mm. tweet of the night wow twitter yeah um so we've had a great moment uh, from one of the referees down in the bubble and Spencer Dinwiddie simply asked i'm gonna go ahead and ask the hard-hitting question all the bubble players are too afraid to ask when did Tony Brothers get so much hair? <laughs> <laughs> he came in with the boozer, no doubt about yeah. it. Oh, even more so than the booze. Isn't this like a, like a bouffant? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Well, what do you think Brothers, about it? Like we haven't good? seen him for years. Does no, it it's, like, it's like when Costanza gets the wig in, uh, in Seinfeld, really. It's just like, oh, come on, man. That's like... <laughs> Go on, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it subtly. You can't just like throw that baby on there, you know, like that. All right, Lee, <laughs> if I lose the pick and pay off, I'll do just for men on all my grays. Oh wow. <laughs> beard and hair. Wow, weird. <laughs> it looks so weird. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I actually hate that LeBron dyed it. I loved the gray in there. Yeah. I was like, it would have been so cool if they went on to win a title too, and he just like looked all old yeah. and grizzled, and it was like it would just look cooler for some weird reason. He just looks the exact same basically as the last couple of years. But anyway, all right, so that's what you're doing, I guess. Trey, you're dying your grays if you lose here. So let's get to it. Uh, results from yesterday, from today. I can't keep track anymore. Uh, from today it was the Jazz game. It was the Grizzlies game. Uh, looked good for the Grizzlies at first. They got off to a hot start, but the Jazz covered uh, one by five or more points. Came down, actually, to the end uh, where it looked like maybe the Grizzlies would cover. But no, we all had the Jazz, so we all win. Congrats. High fives to everybody. Yeah, all right. Socking dingers like Judge. Four and three, our score in the month here, in the bubble, I should say. So, Tass, what's our game here for Thursday? Thursday, day eight of the bubble there's 16 regular season days so that's going to be our midway point mm. the wedgies better pick up you're going to get to 50 uh, six game schedule on thursday four games on national tv but we're not front runners here so we're going to pick <laughs> a league passer between two undefeated teams in the bubble two teams you wouldn't think that people would be talking about down in the bubble the pacers and the suns Three-and-a-half-point dogs are the Phoenix Suns to the Indiana Pacers. Oh, yes, the battle of the Ooh. undefeated teams. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Hey, before we uh, make our picks, I decided tomorrow I can't sit here at this desk any longer. Like, I'm starting to go a little crazy just, like, watching all the games here. So I talked to Jared, our buddy Jared, who uh, you guys know has got the pool. I'm like, uh, he actually asked me, hey, you want to watch the game outside? Fire it up. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah. I don't want to watch any game. I still want to watch the games, but I just don't want to be sitting in this office anymore. So I'm hopefully going to watch this one, Tass. Pacers Suns sitting poolside tomorrow if the weather Ugh. cooperates here in Atlanta. Ugh. We know it'll be stinking hot. We'll just see whether or not it rains. But uh, I'm excited. I'm just guys I'm excited to get out of the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. Oh, yeah. I can't oh, wait. Yeah. It's going to be know- like Vegas, JD. I'm for sure having a corona by that pool. Well, you should be having six Coronas by the pool. Like a bucket. Maybe I might have 20 Coronas uh, by that pool. Do it. It be a do wild it. show tomorrow night. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's make our picks. Lee, who do you like? Get started. Oh, that's a, that's a very tough one. That's a great line. Um, I don't know if Broggy Dog's playing, but I uh, give me the paces. I think their defense is going to be just enough. Yeah, for the same reason, I'm, I'm taking the Pacers too. The Suns are... Uh, they're allowing a lot of points, even though they're they're getting wins. 112, 115, 115 to uh, the Wiz, Mav, and Clippers. So I think the uh, the Pacers will still score, but slow down the Suns a bit. I'll go India. Trey? Well, Skeets, I go to the pool every single morning for hours at a time, and I hate getting burned by the sun. And it's not happening tomorrow. I'm putting on the rash guard, 
And I'm taking the Phoenix Suns to cover three and a half points like my rash guard covers my skin. <laughs> Great explanation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, pool, it's a morning pool session around here, you know, before it actually gets too hot. Uh, oh, so, yeah, I got a little sea ball season in. Oh, excellent. Nice. Okay, so you're taking the Suns to cover. I'm with you, Trey. Same reason. I'm going to be in that pool. Suns going to be beating down on me. I like them to beat the Pacers, or at least beat the line. We're split. We got Lee and Tass taking Indiana to win by four points or more. Trey and I got the Suns to cover. All right. That's it. Wow. Oh, my God. Look at the time. It's not even midnight. It's the actual same day here. It's still Wednesday as we wrap up this bubble wrap. You guys want to go hit the tables? It's early. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a little interested. Um, email us your questions and comments, guys, to nodunksattheathletic.com. Big news. We're going to be dropping a new Beach Steppin' podcast tomorrow. Well, by the time you're listening to this, today, Thursday, this week. So that's going to be fun. Uh, new beach stepping on Thursday, and then we'll have, of course, bubble wrap later at night. But keep your questions in. Keep them coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. And if you listen to the pod on iTunes, keep dropping those sweet five star ratings and reviews. Yes, back to back jacks tomorrow. Can't wait. And then uh, brand new bubble wrap following, I believe, the last game tomorrow is Lakers Rockets. So, uh,. It'll be a late one for your boys, because that could be good. Uh, who knows what type of effort we're going to get from the Lakers in this, but we will see. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, uh, with the pick and payoff there, Trey and I took the... Oh, no, no. Sorry. Lee and I took the Pacers. Trey and Skeets took the Suns. That means we are split pea soup. Embrace the day, people. Embrace the night. You could stay.